Hey, everybody, this is Mandy, and I like jumpsuits, even though they're basically adult onesies. <laughs> Hi, everybody, this is Ollie, and I like to steam my clothes instead of throwing them in the dryer with a washcloth when I need them to get the wrinkles out very quickly. And or this ironing. is the mint. That's not an option for uh, Ollie. <laughs> and this is the Mandy and Ollie podcast. You search for guys with the most things. Daddy ran away, left your mama with the keys to the Mustang. Yeah, keys to the Mustang. Same ones you and your friends party in for the weekend. How are you yeah, doing today, Mandy? I'm doing all right. Do so you own a steamer? Yes, I do. Mm. And I also own an iron and an ironing board, but I don't use those. I was about to say, what you doing with them if you don't use them? <laughs> I use them as storage candy. They're nice to look at in the storage room. <laughs> do you prefer ironing to steaming, or do you just only have an iron? I show a brinkle. I have an iron, and I have to be, like, really, really not... Like, I have to really, really care to be like, oh, let me try to iron this. Because even when I try to iron, I feel like the wrinkles are still there. Right? Like, but I feel the same way about putting it in the dryer. Like, it just takes a lot, in my opinion, to get wrinkles out. It takes a lot of effort that I usually don't have time for unless I'm doing it in advance. Like, did you ever, when you were, like, first week of school, because it's back to school time, and um, you or your parents would, like, iron all of your school clothes for the first week. Yep. For the first week, that's correct. <laughs> yeah. So it's like that. Like I would take an entire evening to make sure that all of the creases and presses were out. But then by the time you go to wherever it is you're going to school, there's gonna be wrinkles. So I'm just kinda like, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I like I to thought- buy things that have less wrinkles in them. Right. That's what I was going to say. I started buying things that either don't wrinkle a lot or, like, pleat it so it looks like they're supposed to be there, like, as far as the design. <laughs> mm. So, yeah. And it irks my parents yeah. to no end. They are all about an ironing board. Last night, in fact, this is going to be a part of some other stuff that I talk about, but um, I went to my parents' house, and my dad was ironing his wife's beaters. And I was like, you iron your wife beaters? And he said, yes, I like to be finally pressed when I beat my wife. <gasps> Just so y'all know, my father is not physically abusive to my mother. It was a joke. <laughs> it was a dark joke. He took it there, didn't he? <laughs> I mean, I'm the one. He's, I guess he's not a fan of it being called a wife beater. A wife beater, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not either. Why can't we just call it an undershirt or a male tank top? I don't understand. Or just a tank top. Why is it still being called a wife beater? Uh, I'm not sure, but it just rolls off the tongue easily for me. Because I know there's other things I could call it. And when I'm, like, particularly because, I don't know why it rolls off the tongue, but, like, as a woman, I don't really wear an undershirt. So it does feel like more related to men and then i just always heard it called a wife beater even though it is an undershirt because usually they're either wearing it under their shirts to like keep it from sweating or something i don't know or to like if their shirt see-through or they're wearing it as the shirt that should be under their shirt Mm. but interesting i've never been 
privy or fond of undershirts either. I remember growing up, like, my mom would make me wear, like, a slip under my dress or, like, a, you know, like, oh, like I a hate long thing. I do, too. They were just so unnecessary, and I don't like being hot. So I don't like to have on a whole lot of layers all the time. So it was just the whole concept of a slip (laughs) is to prevent panty lines. And you want me to basically wear a second skirt to keep from having a panty line is so dumb. Right. And then it's like, shouldn't nobody be looking at my butt like that? Right. And even if, what if I didn't have panties, then what? Like, right. That's the best way to prevent a panty line. Right, and that's not acceptable, right? That's like that episode of uh, the Bernie Mac show when Vanessa started wearing thongs. And and she was like, why is she out here wearing thongs? This grown women panties. And it was like, so she doesn't have a panty line. So then the argument was he would prefer her to have a panty line because then he knows she's wearing panties and not a thong. And it's like, but why are you looking at this little girl's butt? Hello. Because originally he had found her underwear, and he thought it was his his wife's underwear. But the whole concept is just like, if you stop worrying about underwear that ain't yours, then you ain't got to worry about panty lines. Exactly. Worry about yourself. Worry about yourself. Worry about yourself. We're going to do goal updates. Yes. Do you have any, or do you want me to start? Uh, I have not been completely consistent with my working out. I fell off a little bit, y'all, but I didn't give up hope. So I'm a, I'm a <laughs> hope, hope for what? What you mean? <laughs> I'm a, I'm getting back on that that horse. You feel me? Like I'm not just gonna be like, well, I already fell off, so I'm not gonna try no more. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm still gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna work out still, and I'm just gonna go back to doing it. Every day. Especially because my sister's still doing it (laughs) every day. Did you tell her you fell off? Yeah, she was the one that encouraged me to get back on. And I'm like, okay, sister. (laughs) Just okay? (laughs) I mean, what else would I say? No? Can't say no. Okay. Well, I mean, like, are you actually going to work on it? Or are you just telling her, okay? Yeah, because even when I didn't do the workouts, I wanted to, but I didn't do that. I was just so tired, and I had so much stuff going on. So I still had the intention of doing it again, but because we were doing the whole accountability thing, you know, I had to tell her I didn't actually work out today or the day before. Gotcha. (sighs) Okay, okay. Any other goal updates? Um, I made cornbread from scratch for the first time this past weekend. (sighs) Congratulations. How did it turn out? I got rave reviews. So that's nice. Okay. And I did it with, well, first I told a couple of people I was going to do it. So they gave me some advice. Mm-hmm. And that was nice to have the support of other people, encouragement. And then I did it like this one restaurant that I've been to, they put a blueberry syrup on top. So I had some blueberries, so I also did the blueberry syrup on top. And that also got rave reviews and put, like, little holes in it so it could seep into the cornbread a little bit. Holes in the cornbread, not the syrup. That doesn't make sense. But, um, yeah. So I feel like I really want to keep doing this, making new food items thing. Nice. 
Sounds good. So, for my goals, as previously stated, they're kind of dependent on someone else. I've been, like, slowly trying to help someone, but they're taking their time, getting off their behind. So that's putting me behind with being inclined to provide services to them. So I don't have an update regarding providing them services. I'm still working on them. But I do have an update regarding some personal goals of mine. So some business milestones I wanted to hit, I've started hitting them. So um, I start write, writing down how many sales a day I want to make. I started writing down my to-do list for the day so I'm not just like, oh, I got to do this and I got to do that. Oh, oh, yeah, let me remember to do this. So that way I'm kind of consistent and I have a, a schedule going on. So that was one of my personal goals. I wanted to have like a schedule, set schedule. So that's been working out for me thus far. That's really, really good because sometimes, especially in business, like you can measure yourself up to other people and you can say, well, they're doing great on this level and blah, blah, blah. But if you're writing down those personal goals, like you said, like, oh, I have this many sales per day or per month or whatever, then it's a lot easier to make those quantitative goals and quantitative like milestones to say oh I may not be the top person in my industry but mm-hmm. I'm I've grown this much from last year or whatever and you can do it qualitatively as well see yep. these are words they use in business and finance <laughs> and economics and stuff. <laughs> That's so. I took a class in college. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So I'm happy to have a schedule. It's just sticking to it. Like you stick to your gym stuff. So Not gym stuff, yeah. but workout stuff. So hopefully I can do the same. Very proud of you. Thank you, thank you. Okay, are you ready for This is a Safe Space? I sure am. Okay, would you like to kick it off? I sure can. My This (laughs) is a Safe Space, um, I'm going to tell it like how I usually talk to my friends. I'm going to let y'all be my friends today, where I like to tell a story leading up to the point that I'm trying to get to. Ollie knows this, that I have uh, problems staying on topic sometimes. So I tend to be very comfortable doing things by myself. And it used to be, or it, it still is in a way, something that I'm trying to remember, like I can include people on them sometimes, like, if I'm going out to eat or if I'm going to the movies or if I'm going to an event and I can just say go by myself and not really think about it, I am working on trying to invite other people. However, I am also just trying to try and do more things where I go out and eat by myself so or I go out and do activities by myself. So this summer I've been doing a lot of that where I went to a lot of events and I went to a few concerts and I just went by myself. And I found that I really enjoyed them. Like, I wasn't stressed about, oh, I'm here by myself and will this be fun and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So it's like a twofold thing of wanting 
to be comfortable doing things independently and then also not forgetting that there may be other people interested in that activity if I just choose to invite them. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I haven't conquered, and this is where my this is a safe space comes into play, is that I would like to do alone is traveling alone. And the reason why I don't feel comfortable traveling alone is because I have a fear of what could happen to me if I was by myself or with me being by myself. So basically, I've been looking at, like, I've been wanting to go camping and camping as in sleeping on the ground outside in a tent, but Mm -hmm. also camping, like, maybe going to a treehouse or a yurt or something like that. I've also Mm -hmm. been wanting to do just other little day trips or weekend trips to different cities. And as soon as I've initially been thinking to go by myself, and then as soon as I start the planning process, especially with the camping and all out of the outdoor activities, I'm just like, I am a single black woman. If I go on this trip by myself, I feel like there's a higher likelihood of me getting lost, kidnapped, raped, attacked. Like I, like I just, I guess all the doubt starts to fill me in the planning process. And then I'm like, nah, I can't do this by myself. Where in theory it could happen to me if I leave the house by myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But especially if I'm just going to a different or new location, particularly in the woods, I'm just like, I mean, there could be some people out there that see me by myself and just decide, let's rape and kill her. I don't know. Mm. I don't even know if it's a realistic, well, I don't don't care if other people think it's realistic, but it's the, you know, it's the real fear that I have, and I feel like Mm. it's stopping me from doing certain stuff, but I don't know if I should be trying to do those stuff for myself. So, what do you think, Ollie? I think that is a real concern, being a young woman in any given time or age and going out by yourself. I commend you for doing these activities by yourself, like going to the movies and, you know, maybe going to art exhibits and whatnot. Like, I feel very (laughs) just weird doing those things by myself. I went to the movies by myself one time with you in mind, and it wasn't as terrible as I thought it would be. I enjoyed the movie. Nobody was talking to me. I could enjoy the film. I bought myself some expensive snacks, and it was a good old funky time. But there is that feeling as a woman when you're out and it's late or you're by yourself or there aren't a lot of people around where you're maybe more conscious of grabbing your bag or walking to your car quicker or looking around and just being overly aware that I feel like men don't have to worry about because the assaults on men are way less than the assaults on women. So even just having to, you know, having enjoyed this time, but now you're like going back into being cautious mode is it's draining at times, so I can understand the concern there. Yeah, because even, like, this summer, one of the concerts that I went to, I ended up, my parking was basically, like, at least a mile, if not longer, away from the venue. And I called someone while I was walking back to my car, so I was on the phone with someone. But then all that did was make them able to hear that, you know, I was being called from people in their cars 
or people that were on the road where they're just like, hey, where are you walking to? You need a ride, blah, blah, blah. What's going on with you? Hey, hey, little mama or whatever. And it's just like some of them I'm like, well, they could be genuinely concerned, but the other ones they could just turn around this corner and snatch me up real quick, and that would be the end of that. Mm. And so imagine if I was doing that in the woods or in a city where I don't know anybody else. Right. That increases exponentially your chances of something happening to you, and it shouldn't be that way, but it is that way. Like, if you go camping in the woods and you're like, or even if you want to go on a retreat, the beast, you know, left alone by yourself for a couple of days, and then people don't hear from you a couple, couple of days, it's like, well, where do we even start, you know? Yeah, and even not just counting people trying to do foul play to me, but if you look at the situation that was happening with all those people that went to the Dominican Republic, what if something just happens to me like I have a health issue and no one is around to to make sure that I'm okay? I could I could die, and I gotta wait for someone random to find me or make see that I'm okay. You know what I mean? Like I could still mm-hmm. something could still potentially happen yeah that's how i feel about people who go hiking and they like get caught in between rocks or left for like days or like end up having to break something to get loose i'm like that just sounds very dangerous yeah it makes me think about this movie called searching that came out last year about this father single father because uh the mother had passed away whose daughter went missing and I won't spoil the movie in case y'all want to watch it because it was really, really good. But it was interesting because it followed through technology and social media where he was trying to figure out what happened to his daughter. So it threw a lot of, like, phone screens and computer screens and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. He realized he didn't know his daughter as well as he thought he did, but that wasn't really as much the issue as he realized she. he thought she had, like, these close friends that she didn't really have. I mean, that is the issue in terms of the plotline of the story. But in relevance to this, he thought she had a lot closer friends and was interacting with certain people, and he found out that she was doing a lot of things on her own and by herself. And Mm -hmm. so that made it more difficult when he was trying to figure out, okay, well, what happened to my daughter who saw her last? She didn't really have as many people to refer to because she did so much stuff by herself. Mm -hmm. That's also very scary. Yeah. That's interesting. It kind of goes into my this is a safe space when, when it comes to, like, doing things alone, but we, we can wait <laughs> until it's my turn. No, I mean, we can blend it into your turn. That's really all I had to say. And it sounds like you agree with me that I probably shouldn't travel alone. <laughs> like, I want I... to, but I'm also like, mm, I'm scared. I think it's important to at least have one person with you, especially, you know, one of my favorite movies is Taken. So <laughs> just even thinking right. about and that. Right, and he situation. has somebody with her. Right, and she still got cooking. <laughs> cooking. That's not a real word, but one of these popular YouTubers that I follow and love to listen to, she uses the word cooking, and it makes me cringe every time, but I still listen to her. Shout out to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what was your this is a safe space? So my this is a safe space is <laughs> just going to dive into relationships and situationships. And I just want people to know, people that are like fiending for that companionship, fiending for that special someone or fiending just not to be alone, that they're not always 
what they're cracked up to be. Like, I I do believe at times it's some uh, at times it's the you know the grass ain't greener on the other side situation, and other times maybe you'll find like the most perfect match for you. But I just want the people that are out there who are single, who do like to stay to themselves, who do like doing things by themselves, activities or taking trips by themselves to, you know, enjoy it while you can because when you bring in another party and another feeling, uh, someone else's feeling, someone else's mindset, someone else's expectations, then things can get a little tricky. Tricky Conflicts may arise. You might not meet certain expectations. So I just think it's important to enjoy your singleness or maybe, you know, your me time as much as you can. And that's not to say relationships don't work out or spending time with friends doesn't work out, but I really think it's important to enjoy your me time. So I would just say my final notes are if you're cold, get a heater. If you want to cuddle, get a body pillow. If you want to go on a date, take yourself out or maybe go on a date with people without expectations, but just enjoy your singledom. That's what I want people to do. I feel like I have learned a similar thing, too. And the best way I can say it was from this Tyler Perry title from one of his plays slash movies, which is, I can do bad all by myself. <laughs> can you remind me what that one is? A lot of the storylines just kind of jumble up to me when he was, like, shooting them out back to back to back. Which one was that? Yeah. Um, this one had... Taraji P. Henson, oh, Brian yeah. White, I think is his name, and the Hispanic that, guy. No, no, no. Brian White was the bad guy. The Hispanic guy, I can't remember his name either. But that was ended up being like the ultimate love interest. Right. But yeah, she was just someone who was used to being single and by herself, but she still was having romantic relationships. And then she became responsible for her sister's kids when she found out that her grandmother, not her grandmother, the kid's grandmother, but her mother had passed away. And again, one of the examples of something that's just like really nerve wracking and scary, but the grandmother never came home. And then they found out that she had ridden the bus and I guess had a heart attack or a stroke Mm. or something and was just on the bus by herself and they didn't have identification for her so they cremated her and she was just basically like a Jane Doe Mm. and it's like I could go I could just be sitting on a bus and something happened to me and they don't find me till it's too late and they're like all right well, we don't know who she is, so, but we can't keep her body, her dead body on the bus. So I guess we're going to cremate her after a few days because nobody came to claim her. That's a crazy yet very realistic situation. Like, you can kill over at any time from any given thing, some random disease in the air, from tripping and busting our faces, from a heart attack, a stroke, eating the wrong thing we're allergic to. We don't know because we haven't gone to a doctor and who knows how long to have an allergy test. And that is a scary thing to think about, I guess, death in general, but even scarier is like 
you know, you die or something happens to you and no one can reach you or no one knows that something is up with you. So you're just kind of like left there to like be at the mercy of potential strangers. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. And a similar fear that I have is that someone close to me passes away and I don't know until it's too late. Like I don't know until after they've already passed and they're, and their servant, like their funeral has passed away. And then that, and I find out after all this is gone, and I'm just like, I didn't even get a chance to say goodbye. Ooh, this is, this is a dark episode. I know, I'm just like, I'm over here like just trying to breathe. <laughs> all right, so that was my contribution. Just enjoy your single dim in a safe way. I want to add that in all the possible safe and cautious ways that you can. Yeah. Yeah, maybe this is more so a cautionary episode as opposed Mm -hmm. to a sad one. Okay. I like that uh, classification. Me gusta. Yo, I have a question. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you watch Otherhood on Netflix? Yes. Can we talk about it? <laughs> yes, we can. I'm very curious to know how you, Ollie, who does not believe in Hallmark holidays, decided <laughs> to pick this movie that's basically about mothers not getting calls or thank yous or uh, cards or flowers on Mother's Day. So... <laughs> The thing that brought me to this movie was Angela Bassett, of course, because, hello, Angela Bassett. And then the other name that was like, I was like, Felicity Huffman. Oh, that's the scandal lady. Yeah, I'm going to watch this. So <laughs> that's why I Yeah, I mean, they're all Academy <laughs> Award nominated, and Patricia Arquette has an Academy Award, yes. but they're all Academy yes. Award nominated actresses. Okay, so. yeah, that too. Anywho, those are the names that stood out to me, and I was like, oh, I want to watch this. And then I saw Patricia Arquette, and I was like, I know her face. And I don't know what I know it from specifically, but there's one specific movie she's in, and I'm like, I like her in that. But I didn't think to go to Wikipedia before this podcast, so I will move on. I like the premise (laughs) where, as Mandy said, these uh, mothers were kind of upset or perturbed that their sons did not bother to call them, reach out to them recently, and especially on Mother's Day. So they decide, I'm just going to give a little bit of a summary. So they decide to pop up on them, do a pop-up. I love a good pop-up. So they decide to do a pop-up on their sons, and we see, it's a pop-up. And we see the (laughs) chaos and the development that ensues. So, spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about the movie Otherhood, if you did not hear that two minutes ago. And it's on Netflix, for those who are interested in watching it. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. So, I really enjoyed this movie. I tried to make sure I wasn't multitasking or that it wasn't just in the background while I was working. Like, I spent most of my time watching the screen, and I paused it when I had to, like, get up and be away. I enjoyed the characters. I enjoyed what I felt to be three different genuine personalities. I didn't feel like the mothers were just made to be different just to be different. I felt like, okay, I know, you know, a tree-hugging mother. I know an anal of strong mother, and I know a kind of like off-hands mother who just kind of goes with the flow. I feel like I could identify all of these kinds of people in my life. So I appreciated that. 
What I didn't care for too much was the cadence of the show. I mean, the movie, it just seems like there were some parts where maybe some of the mothers got longer time. Specifically, I felt like Angela Bassett's character got more development time with her son than the other two characters, so that was a little odd for me. It didn't seem like it was 33% for each character mother-son story line but otherwise i really really enjoyed it i enjoyed again the mothers are different so also the sons are different i enjoyed seeing the issues within each family and seeing how they work to overcome it or just kind of like planted seeds to overcome it because not everything was it wasn't like a beginning middle end problem solver it was kind of like beginning middle end maybe this will be fixed maybe it won't be so yeah. That's my general take on it. Patricia Arquette had the least time with her son, but I feel like that's because she was babysitting and controlling literally everybody else's life. <laughs> and if anything, no offense, her son probably needed the most hand-holding because he was the one that was really going through it. Like, everybody else was basically satisfied with their life. And even though they had an issue with their relationship with their mother, they could identify what that issue was in their relationship with their mother. But Patricia Arquette and her son couldn't identify that. Like, they just had this weird thing where he was like, I guess, looked at her as being overbearing, but she also kind of needed to be overbearing for him. Like, she broke into his house and cooked him dinner and baked a pie. He's like, I can't believe she broke in here and made me this pie, but I'm going to eat this pie. Or he was like, did you come to my apartment and steal my vodka? And she did. But it was like, okay, but y'all aren't talking about y'all relationship (laughs) and working on fixing it, whereas all the other mothers are talking about their relationship and fixing it. So it just seemed like... Maybe they both realized they didn't have a bad relationship, so that's why they didn't focus on each other. Like, Patricia Arquette was like, oh, I am overbearing, but that's that's not the problem. The problem is that I can also be wrong in my overbearingness. And he was like, my mom is overbearing, and that's okay. But the reality is I'm not good at deciding certain things for my life. Like, it was just weird. Everybody else had real issues with their relationships, though. Mm-hmm. I did notice that difference, too. Even when, like, um, Angela Bassett's son stormed out and Felicity Huffman's son stormed out and Trisha Arquette's son started to leave and he came back and was like, all right, bye, Ma, and gave her a kiss on the cheek. Right. (laughs) Their relationship was a little different, and I don't know if that's because she she tried to practice the hands-off approach or, you know, wasn't practicing it when she popped up but tried to go back to that. So that whole I'm going to let you make your own decisions thing, so... I don't know if maybe I mean, that was helpful in the long run. Angela Bassett's son really didn't have any excuse for being mad at Angela Bassett because even if he did have that grievance that she wasn't at his basketball games or she let, you know, the father kind of run things, the father had passed away for what seemed like quite some time. So he could have expressed these grievances to his mom after the father passed away, and he just chose to ignore her instead. Yep. And it's so do like... You think that was a grief thing, or do you think he just wasn't being aware of her feelings? I don't think it was a grief thing. I think he was just very 
he wasn't aware of her feelings, but he was just very dismissive. Like, oh, she's my mom. She's supposed to do things for me, but I'm not really supposed to do anything for her. Right. Because even when she, he was like, oh, yeah, I forgot it was Mother's Day. Or, and then she came over and she was doing, like, he first, at first he acted like she was bothering him by making him breakfast. And then he was like, oh, is it my favorite breakfast? Oh, I guess I'll do you a favor by eating it. My dude, she made you breakfast and cleaned your apartment. Like, you didn't even say thank you. (laughs) He's just like, I have a lady for that. I have a lady for that. I'm just like, she's still doing you a favor. She's still doing a nice thing for you. And she kept you from getting a statutory rape Hello? Hello? And you ain't say thank you for that either. (laughs) I want to just say, okay, let's pause this conversation. Guys out there and young women too, please check the IDs of these people you decide to date or be in a relation Mm -hmm. with or be intimate with. I don't care how old they look. Like, I don't care. You need to know. You need to see an ID. And you need to do the checks to make sure it's not fake. This grown man. Even was, if he hadn't checked her ID, he didn't ask any questions to find out. Like, if he had asked a bare minimum of questions, he would have found out she was underage. Because that's all Angela Bassett did. She, was, she said, something, something school. And she was like, oh, where are you going to school? And she was like, well, I'm going to take a year off from before I go to college. Angela Bassett asked two questions, and that's how she found out that girl was 17. Right, but if you're not looking to ask questions, if you're just looking to hook up when you go out, you need to still see ID and you need to ask questions because this grown man was with the 17-year-old girl, and he didn't know it until his mama popped up on him in the town. So she probably saved him for going to jail and ruining his successful life, business, career, all that other good stuff that he did not even want her to be a part of. During the whole yep. movie. So please just be careful out there. Men and women, too, because you don't know how young or old these men are or these young boys, too. So get ID. Check ID. Or you don't have ID, then bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yep. That's don't get caught up. About that. How did you feel about the feel of the movie overall? Did you like the premise? Did you like the cadence? Did you like the characters? Or is that something that stood out that you didn't like? I didn't like that dress that they were trying to convince Angela Bassett she looked good in. I was like, this dress is ugly. <laughs> she was like, girl, this dress looks so good. Blah, blah, blah. Wear it to the party. I was like, that dress. I'm like, I see Angela Bassett with so many better dresses. You know what I did like? I liked when they were at the hair salon and Angela Bassett <laughs> said, what is your experience with with, uh, texture with hair. my hair texture? And mm-hmm. then I was like, that is an accurate question to ask, yep. and I'm so glad that yep. they put it in the movie. <laughs> yep. And she was like, I have experience with all hair types. And I was like, you better. <laughs> you ain't finna jack up Angela Bassett's hair. Right. Were you thrown off when she came back with curls? I thought they were going to give her, like, a a straight bob. When she said frame her face, that's what I was expecting to see. So when she popped her head up with curls, I was like, okay, I like this, okay. Well, I knew that she was getting curls because of the trailer, but I'm glad that they didn't give her a straight bob because that would have been dismissive and problematic. Like, her saying, oh, I know how to do all hair types, and then she just turns it into (laughs) straight hair that conforms to, you know, white standards. I just would have been like, well, this is some BS. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was expecting. I don't know if it's because I But I know both of them was but... a wig. 
Yeah. Yeah. Even though the curly hair did look like hers, it looked like hers, so. Yeah, it could have been her actually. Yeah. So, what would you give the movie out of 10 stars? 10 being the highest. Um, it is a 10 mom movie being, I would show it to my mom. <laughs> it's mom approved. You wouldn't approved. have any problems watching the whole movie with your mom? It's rated R, isn't it? I mean, she's definitely going to complain about some things, but I'm just okay. going to be like, just, <laughs> you know, just watch the mom movie. <laughs> okay. Nice. So, you guys, I think that means we both recommend that you watch Otherhood on Netflix. This is not a Watch it with your mom. I don't know about all that, but <laughs> maybe you should watch it by yourself first and then decide, but that's your choice. So, yeah, that's our other hood talk. Are you ready to get into some underappreciated work? Sure. Okay. I'll let you go first this time. Thanks. I was just going to go. <laughs> <laughs> My underappreciated award goes out to people who don't live alone. So that can mean you're a teenager that lives with your parents and your siblings. That can mean you're a college student with several roommates. That can mean you're out of college and you still have roommates. That can mean you're living with your family that another family member has to move in. <laughs> it can mean whatever you want it to be. <laughs> I just know the stresses and the work that goes into living with other people, not necessarily feeling like you can be your full self, whether that's walking in the nude or using the kitchen when you want to. I know mm. how important it is to be able to do what you want to do when you want to do it. And when you can't, there's like this resistance or this internal conflict, especially when you're trying to play nice and just not cause any drama, not cause any trouble, especially if it's temporary or you don't know how temporary it might be. <laughs> I understand um, <laughs> how you all may feel. So I just want to give you all my underappreciated award. I want to remind you to remain resilient and as patient and as accepting as you can be in your situation. That. Have a lot of points in there that I feel like you really wanted to emphasize, but (laughs) some of the ones that I took away from it was the walking around your house naked and using your kitchen where you want. I thoroughly, I live alone, so I Mm -hmm. am, as soon as I hit that door, I be naked sometimes. (laughs) And when people are like, hey, are you home? Can I come over? I'm usually like, yeah, let me put on some pants. Because... (laughs) I'm I'm not wearing clothes when I get home because it's me, myself, and I. And me told myself that I don't have to wear pants or or anything else at my house if I don't want to. And then being in the kitchen, yeah, like there's nothing like finding something or not finding something where you expect to find it or where you Ooh, find it in the kitchen when you live last. Can you oh can you run that back please for the listeners? Please run there that back, is maybe. nothing like finding something or not finding mm. something in the kitchen when you find it mm. there. You're just like, what is mm. this doing here or where is that thing that I need because it's supposed to be here? <laughs> mm, I received that and I accept it. Mm. 
take me to church. I done something, something, I done something. Take me to church. Whatever that song is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm glad you can understand at least those two points. (laughs) (laughs) I know that I would miss those things dearly if I couldn't do them anymore, so. Yep. Yep, Those are two things that I felt in my heart of hearts. Nice. I appreciate the support. What or whom is receiving your underappreciated award today? My underappreciated award today is going to ice cream. (sighs) So, (sighs) it sounds like you are really excited about going to ice cream. So, this weekend, (laughs) I went and... I I wanted some dessert, and I looked Mm -hmm. up dessert spots near me, and I found this one spot called Butter and Cream. I'd had it a couple Mm -hmm. times before, and I forgot that I'd had it or that it was not that far from where I live, and I was just like, oh, snap. Like, I know that they make their joints in-house, and it's, like, really, like, smooth, interesting flavors of really rich this and that. And so I went, and I had some, and I was like, yeah, this hit the spot. And then also this week I had a family member's birthday and as we've already established, I don't eat cake. So in my family we tend to celebrate with ice cream cake. So then we got ice cream cake for the birthday and I'm just like, Yeah, ice cream is where it's at. It's mm-hmm. especially in the summertime and it's hot and you just need something to cool you. It's a good a palate cleanser. It sets a vibe. It can come in all different kinds. If you are lactose intolerant, you can get sorbet, which is still usually pretty bang on. Um, it's just that it's just that that dessert. It's that dessert. You feel me? So mm. <sighs> I am a uh, I'm a. Sh- You got me thinking now about ice cream. I'm a supporter of ice cream. And even if you're, like, lactose intolerant or something, getting, like, a, how do I say, dairy milk alternative, like almond milk or coconut milk. I just saw one of those tasty videos where they made, I'm doing air quotes, ice cream out of, like, coconut milk and coconut oil and cream of tartar and some extra crazy stuff. And apparently it came out looking nice and smooth. Girl, I know. Anywho, I was (laughs) like, okay, but it made me want ice cream. I saw my friend the other day posted something about going to Cold Stones, and I was like, Cold Stones is trash, but I can go for some Cold Stones right now. And so now that you just said it again, I feel like it's a sign. And today, I'm going to add that to my goal list. I'm going to get some ice cream. Give me some ice cream. Mm -hmm. Going up the street to get a single-serve scoop from somewhere or probably going to a grocery store so I can get several scoops in a tub, I'm going to do that. I'm going to get some ice cream. It's just, it's like, it's never too hot and never too cold for ice cream. I remember in college, there was one of my friends in December, we would walk, we would walk to the local Dairy Queen and people would be like, it's December. And I'm like, but it's ice cream though. It's never too cold yeah. for ice cream. If anything, this is keeping it from melting faster. So mind your business. Worry about yourself. <laughs> right. Ice cream. There's this one ice cream spot I used to love in college, and I would be sad that they wouldn't open in the wintertime because I would still walk by it, and I'm like, I wish I could have some ice cream right now because they also made their ice cream, like, in-house. in, in um, house. 
with, you know, a whole buttload of cream. Or like how we used to go to Kilwins and you walk in and it smells so good. You guys, if you're ever in Atlanta, near Atlanta. I mean, they're all over the country. But if you're ever in Atlanta, in Atlantic <laughs> Station, just look for, like, the Caucasian guy, like, mixing up stuff with the apron. That's the owner. Tell him that Ollie sent you. You might get a good seat. You might not. But the ice cream is mm-hmm. delicious. They use more cream, I want to say, than any other place in Atlanta. And it's everything is delicious. It's like a all-you-can one-stop shop for, like, candy and fudge and apples covered in all kinds of things. It's just delicious. The ice cream is delicious there. My favorite place. Yep. So, especially before the summer ends, y'all hit up your local ice creamery. Yes, definitely do that. Yep, I'm checking that motion. Before we close out, I feel like this was, like, a quick episode. You know we won't know until it's time to edit it, but... Are there any other random things that you would want to just talk about real fast? Because there's... Um, random things. You know, I have like two or three different ones, but I never wrote them down. So they're not okay. in my head right now. Oh, you know what? I did rewatch a movie recently. That's what I've been doing, rewatching movies that I saw when I was younger that maybe I didn't quite understand or get the gist of or see why it was so funny. So I recently rewatched Rush Hour, and I was like, this is pretty funny. I'm not sure if it's Chris Rock. Sorry, see, I get those confused. Chris Tucker's best work, but this is pretty funny, and I've always been a fan of Jackie Chan, so um, it was fun to rewatch that one. Yeah. Well, the thing that I was thinking about <laughs> is that um, Sintoya Brown is free, y'all. Yes, I saw that. Is that how you pronounce her name? Sintonia? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, Sintonia, Sintoya, Sintonia. Okay. She's free. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know the case, definitely Google it. But basically, she was being sex trafficked. And she killed one of her rapists slash captors. It's unclear if it was, like, the person who snatched her up or if it was one of the Johns. But she basically killed them as she was, you know, to prevent from being raped, and then she was sentenced to life in prison. So, you know, her case came up where a lot of people were talking about it on social media, like, this is all the way jacked up, and she does not deserve to have life in prison for defending herself and trying to take her life back so um and that happened when she was 16 so it's been quite some years now she's a full adult woman and she's finally free congratulations for her good for her yeah there is another point i wanted to make so earlier you said you made your own cornbread i just want to say this is not sponsored that Zatarans has these two different Zatarans, the people that usually make that or rans the rice and whatnot Oh, okay, fun fact. Let me interject on the interjection. Zatarans is now owned by McCormick. Apparently, over like 10 years ago, McCormick, the spicing company, bought Zatarans for $180 million, which I think is low-balling, but what do I know? I don't own the company. Anywho, mm-hmm. back to tracking. Zatarans makes this honey butter cornbread, and I'm telling you guys, you will not regretting buy, regret buying it or trying it out. They also make a jalapeno Swedish uh, cornbread. It's also delicious, but I'm telling you, Zatarans is over there in a little red and white box, honey butter cornbread, and it's delicious. So that's just my recommendation for today. 
Yeah. One Christmas, or maybe it was after Christmas, my mom had made jalapeno cornbread. But again, we've never made cornbread from scratch before. So when we were all eating it, it was like, do you like this? And it was like, yeah, I guess, but we don't know what it's supposed to be like. So that's why it was so significant for me to make cornbread from scratch, because we've always made cornbread from from some sort of box. Oh, cool. So my family makes cornbread, but they don't make it sweet, so I never liked eating it until I started, like, making it myself and adding sugar or <laughs> adding oh. like, box stuff. But, yeah, I don't like... I don't like dry and sugarless cornbread. It doesn't have to be like ice cream sweet, but yeah, it has to be some kind of sweet. And it has to have real corn in it. Like I like real corn in my cornbread. Some corn, not just cornmeal? No, like real corn, like canned corn. Or corn off the husk, I guess, if you're into that. But I like Mm. the real corn in my cornbread, especially when it's jalapeno. Like, I like to see the jalapeno pieces, the green pieces, and the yellow corn. I really like to see that in my cornbread. See, that was part of the discussion that we had when I made the cornbread because they were all like, they don't know how they feel about having corn in their cornbread. They're not really fans of that. But, you know, this is my first time, so I wasn't going to add corn in it. I was just fine with the cornmeal. As a Caribbean Uh. person, I feel comfortable with cornmeal. (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> Funny. Now I want some fish. <sighs> Is that what you usually eat with your cornbread? Uh, no. You said cornmeal. Some people like put a sprinkle of cornmeal with the flour. Oh. <laughs> See, that's not even how. <laughs> that's not how we fry our fish. <laughs> so, all of this is new information to me. I would say maybe I would make fire fish in my next situation, but don't nobody want to be firing fish in the house. That leaves an everlasting smell. That's one yeah. thing I do know about fire fish is that your house <laughs> will smell like fire fish for the next eight years. That's very true. <laughs> then you're going to be the fried fish house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I like these add-ons. Good choice. Uh, thanks. You're welcome. So does that include the pot for today? I think so. I don't have anything else that I remember to talk about. (laughs) Okay. We should probably be writing our thoughts down then when we get I mean, we did. (laughs) We do. Okay. (laughs) So, Mandy, where can they find us? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MNO Podcast. Please be sure to send your comments and questions. I mean, you can send them in the DMs, too, you know, yep. Sl- yep. slide them in our messages. But you can also yep. send your questions and comments to Mandy and Ollie at gmail.com. Be sure to like and subscribe to wherever you listen to the podcast so that you know when we drop a new episode. Yeah. Thanks, a God. Thanks, a guys. <laughs> Thanks again for listening, you guys and gals. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, you take advantage of it every weekend. Every weekend, I heard some things. I heard some things, but I can't complain. Cause I stepped to you and I asked your name. Yeah, I came with game. Tell me your name. She said, Roxanne, then you look so familiar. Yeah, you look so familiar.